Jake, this is Rod Blagojevich, and this is We're Missing the Point. Sounds like a very interesting podcast and probably has a lot of stuff that you can talk about. The former governor of Illinois would say that's a high honor and uh, well done. Da 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 da. Welcome back to You're Missing the Point with Jake and Thomas. Thomas is back. I have not fired him yet, but it's coming. Just like the, you know, just like the asteroid that's going to destroy us all. Don't look up. Yeah, do not look up. Also, don't watch that movie. It's okay. It's a little drawn out. You can watch it, but you won't really enjoy it that much. I enjoyed it because it was like Dr. Strangelove, but I also didn't enjoy it because it's not that good of a movie. So don't watch it, or maybe do. Up to you. Okay. <laughs> now we're a movie show. Hi. <laughs> Doug loves movies. That was a great podcast, though. Like that's those are one of the more uh, popular ones. You ever listen to that? You do you were familiar no. with? Oh, this not was cool with that one. Oh yeah. So whenever uh, when I was in, I guess it was the year two thousand and fourteen to two thousand and seventeen. Probably I was very into B list. Nearly you know B B plus plus list comedians. And they were like the guys, these were like Joe Rogan's buddies would come on and they all had their own podcast, but like nobody cared. Do you know who I'm talking about? Like Ari Shafir. Yeah. I've heard of these guys. Right. Um, Doug Benson is who I was referencing earlier. Oh, he had his own HBO show for a little bit, right? Or am I thinking a different guy? Uh, I don't know. He had like a, there was a documentary. He's really into smoking grass. Uh, there was... Tom uh, Tom Segura is one of these guys, right? So I watched all these guys all the time, listen to their pods. Ours was pretty good, um, but I listen to Doug Loves Movies all the time. I, I don't know if it's still out or not, but they just got around. It's like him and, and all the people that were on that show were like these same guys. So they just hung out with their buddies all the time on their own like pods. It's just like an expanded universe of comedy. It was. It was. It was. It was the the. It was it was quite the multiverse, and now they're all doing their own things, and nobody really, don't really see them anymore. But see, we had we had different we had different tastes in those days. I was really big in Radio Lab. If you ever listen to those guys, they're they're pretty news newsy. Um, yeah, in the in like that category, I was probably more into. I like I occasionally would would really dig into a This American Life episode. Nice. Um. I don't know. I listened. I was definitely. I listened to some of the NPR ones. I uh, didn't really listen to a whole lot of Radio Lab. I listened to uh, Gimlet. Is that what? Yeah, Gimlet had some. Can't remember what name they were. They did like these. This was like before true crime, right? These guys were like on the cutting edge of true crime. And now that's all. All I hear about from young women is that they love. Yeah. The true, true crime, crime all day. All day. And My coworkers just in their ears. True crime. Yeah. Love and, that stuff. Yeah, for Don't sure. Don't get it. That's all they listen I, to. I listened to Serial for a class in school. It was pretty good. It's pr pretty shoddy journalism, actually, if you look at some of the stuff that has come out later. You know, they're just taking everyone's word. Did you watch things. the show? Yeah. The, the, the HBO. Or, um, the, uh, was it Syed? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that was very much pushing all, a, uh, yeah. a different narrative. Who knows what happened? Not right. us. I, I think you did it. <laughs> okay, we had Gene Par Gene Parmesan over here, private investigator. Right. Everything I've read really points to him 
being the murderer. So, okay. Well, I guess he, I guess <laughs> there you have it. The other case show, closed. The other show I would listen to on the on the radio on my drives to Jefferson City, which is like a thirty minute drive from Columbia, Missouri. You go eighty miles per hour the whole way. It's easy, easy little drive. The Diane Ream show in the morning on Community Radio. That was some far left. Good. Diane Ream is some good highbrow content. I listened to I that totally down for for, that. for at least two years on my morning drives all the time. Same, really good I, interviews. I listen to St. Louis Public Radio a lot. I think it's a pretty good NPR channel. Um, I listen to NPR here sometimes too. Car Talk is an amazing show. What's Car Talk? Oh, so I don't think it's they carry it here anymore. I don't know if it's on anywhere, but it was on an NPR all like every week on Saturdays. And I listened to it all the time in the truck. And uh, it was two guys from Boston, the brothers, that would, like, argue with each other over what was wrong with callers' cars. People would call in and complain. They're like, and these are, like, pro mechanics? I, yeah, these guys are, like, real mechanics. And they're on this, ra- <laughs> this radio show. And so it's like the people would call in to be, like, women, it, like, like, you know, suburban women would call in. And they'd be like, oh, man, my... Uh, my exhaust pipe's rattling. What's going on with that? And the guys will be like, oh, it's got to be this specific bolt. I've used it a million times. It's like, you can go to this place. This is what you need to say. Then the other guy will be like, no, it's the chassis. This whole thing. It's all messed up. She must have gotten into a wreck or something. And she's not telling you what really happened. And Some classic blind male speculation. Yeah. And they just keep them on the line for like 10 minutes. Oh, and it, it's hilarious. <laughs> And they're not like trolling. They're it's actual advice. And they a lot of times they'll like somebody will call in and be like, Oh yeah, so I was going about sixty, my engine started rattling and then some smoke came out of it and then it all went away and then it happens like every other day now. And the guy be like, Oh, I bet you've got a nineteen ninety six Honda Odyssey. I can just tell by the frequency <laughs> of it going out. And the other guy's like, No, nah, no way, that's gotta be at least a nineteen. They happens all the time in new cars. And, so so yeah. it's like the woman from My Cousin Vinny, who in the courtroom just was able to say everything about the cars. It's exactly the tire it's exactly like that, and they're like Italian like that because they're from Boston. And or maybe, that makes for a good show. And uh, oh, it's hilarious. So one of the guys died. So they they don't uh, they don't uh, they don't record. So they ran reruns forever. The guy died in like 2014. They ran reruns for a Diane long time. Diane Reem also off the air. She just she, got old retired she has special projects sometimes i've well, she's got like a pod now she's yeah. got on every time <laughs> okay yeah so that that and that has been the you're missing the point podcast review with jake and thomas uh i hope you learned something as, as you all know this is better than all of the ones we just talked about and you should erase those from your subscriber list and only have ours isn't that right, Thomas? See, I'm, I'm going to tell them something else. You should diversify your content. You should get a lot of content from a lot of places. Otherwise, you're just going to sa- start sounding like everyone else. Oh, you know what? You're going to get reprogrammed. You, you know, you know what? Uh, speaking of sounding like everyone else and diversification, have you heard about? Have you heard about cryptocurrency? Oh God, have I? <laughs> I was I was on community radio in like 2016 talking about how Bitcoin and having an exit strategy for for fiat currency and really weedsy stuff 
But now what crypto is is uh, something that I, I don't even recognize anymore. But uh, Jay's going to let us all know what's what's really going on. Yeah, I'll give you the, give you the TED talk, chicks. Crypto. I'm not even a crypto bro, though. I'm cool about it. You know, I just, it's more of an energy. Um, <laughs> so what Thomas is talking about was whenever whenever um, the only thing out there was really Bitcoin and it was val its value was derived from the cost of electricity to produce the thing. And as the that's why you see those crypto mining operations and economies of scale. People will go in, they'll get all these tax exemptions from the government, uh, further processing facilities. All right. And okay. it's just a complete right. waste okay. of energy. Okay. Right. So this is not a, this is not, <laughs> this is not political. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think the, the cool thing is that they found out that maybe it's a huge waste of energy, just mining Bitcoin all day. And so Ethereum and all these other providers came up with a strategy that basically is able to provide a way to verify that these contracts are going through, not using energy, but just using the sheer size of the network, the sheer size of the users. And so the bigger the network gets, the better and more efficient it becomes without using a lot of energy to produce virtual goods. That's right. The entire point of cryptocurrency is to be decentralized, and we've kind of solved that in a way with this smart contract operation that we're running with these Ethereum-based networks instead of relying on electricity and computing power. It has more to do with user base. Right, and and the whole reason for crypto and the whole reason why it's potentially better than uh, any of these fiat currencies like the dollar is because the government at its whims using the Federal Reserve System can just inflate uh, the money supply. And then when you have less um, money chasing goods or you have too much money trying to chase too scarce of goods, which is what we have right now, causes massive inflation. And there's really no backing for our currency uh, because it all used to be based in gold, but that's not the case anymore. Right now, it's just controlled by the banks, and as we've seen this week, that credit card companies and governments can shut off everybody's liquidity in times of emergencies, or even not even in times of emergencies with the with the Russia Ukraine stuff. Yeah, in times of like national they, security they purposes, it, they can do whatever they want. But if you wanted to send money to truckers in Canada that were just protesting mandates. Um, anyone can take down your donations, take down your pages. And that's why now there's like an entire separate economy just for right-wing stuff. Right. Now there's give, send, go uh, out of Canada. You know, I actually you know, think so. Like, I think I think these like companies, these GoFundMes are uh, are going to be take, completely taken over by like blockchain technology. Because totally. like – Whatever, what did the GoFundMe like shut everybody down too, right? Remember they like didn't give the money to the truckers or something? Exactly. Yeah. So that's like a huge opportunity for, for blockchain. Yeah, but as well. But like mostly what's happening is there's just like this side economy that's erupting. We have Truth Social, we have Parlor, but even Parlor got shut down. So it's like Amazon controls the internet servers that host the websites. Amazon web servers and then they're in conjunction with these other players and if the government doesn't like something that's out there then they shut it down so now there's Cloudflare and it's just like this whole separate economy going on and none of it seems particularly good to me 
Like, I understand this is the market sorting itself out, but none of it seems good. Like, I don't like that any one company has all that power, but I also wouldn't want the government to go in and break up any of those one companies, you know? Well, we don't even need the government. That's what the blockchain is about. Right. Is that, and you can use it to solve all kinds of problems. Like, right now, the only use of it, really, that we're seeing is to facilitate transactions and hold hold money in escrow anonymously and, like authenticate contracts between people right um which is like the whole purpose of markets is to authenticate right and trade. But, but you have to trust like the market makers and you have to trust the the people who make the rules to be on your side yeah you they, have to trust the regulators all of a sudden they're gonna stop authenticating your stuff and like that philosophy can be applied to like a whole lot of things and and like because the internet is so trackable right it's like everybody for years is like oh don't whatever's on the internet's on the internet forever right well that's because it's so centralized between like communications companies and stuff right there's always mm -hmm. a database with your your search terms in it somewhere not if you in the event that you were searching for something that through a search engine that was based on blockchain nobody else in the world would be able to know what you were searching for Unless because they had the exact... Unless they were like, like... Had your private key to your wallet that had the transaction. Because once it leaves your wallet... Like, imagine. So you search... It's like a bank. It's like you search on Google or whatever, right? Or the, the crypto version of Google. And to run on the chain, you like you use your, 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 your wallet. And they give you a token, a search token. It doesn't cost any money. You get a token put in your wallet. And... That token gets transferred into the blockchain when you do your search and what goes through everything. And uh, that token it has no is not tied to you in any way. And there's no way that that any organization or police force or whatever could be able to track your search term. So there's a new internet being born out of this. It's more than financial transactions, and it's not all about hiring hitmen anymore. Right. The the whole function of why crypto is created just ignores like what i was talking about in 2016 with oh it's an alternative currency and all this is really dumbing down the future that blockchain provides us and the entire economies that will spring up and and all the services that will spring up and get better because of blockchain so it's actually becomes a really cool thing right i was reading today of a cool app a sports betting app that's all based off of blockchain, cool, which is cool. In my other app that I use, I get my deposits back to me in crypto, but this that's like a centralized exchange. They probably use like Coinbase or something. Uh, the uh, this app, I don't remember what it's called, but it's Sports X or something. I was just reading about it ten minutes ago, and um, I think that I think that like the blockchain technology lend itself well to like to gambling too right sports betting is now legal for everybody basically and uh unless you're calvin ridley then you lose right 11 million on a 1500 dollars right <laughs> parlay well, right well that's what i want to try that's what i kind of want to get into so like i have been on a completely hot streak lately tom i tell you i cannot lose in the uh into sports betting these days I've been physically betting, going to places, putting money in machines, getting tickets out. 
Wow. I've been required to return to how, get my cash. How many boogies have been following you around parking lots? <laughs> That's <laughs> I don't really ha- old school. I don't have to go to a parking lot anymore. It's built into the stadium. This is the year 2022, and they have an outdoor entrance. And what Thomas isn't telling you is he came with me the other day. He's not a gambler, but he watched me go there. I had won, obviously. Yeah, he had, was, a, he had a parlay, two-leg. Big parlay. Paid big. Went in. Got my winnings, reinvested, obviously. Won again, like I do. Can't stop winning. Went back, got my cash, reinvested again a little bit. Still 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 winning. I haven't gotten to have still not cut into the winnings. But yeah, it's pretty amazing now. The sports stadiums in DC, this was at the Capitol Stadium. So while they're playing a hockey game, inside the stadium, there's a sports book now run by I think this one's MGM runs this one or Caesars. Caesars. Caesars Sportsbook is is runs it. But I'm done with it actually because it's, it's I like lost a Buffalo, the last one. It's like a Buffalo Wild Wings. There's just sports on every TV. Overpriced beer. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a. But it's, you it's place t- bets. Total gimmick, but it's uh, it's cool. It's it's um, but I'm done with Caesars. We're no longer going there. So there's one closer to the house that's run by MGM and National Spark. That we're now going to start using because Caesars did me wrong on my college basketball last week. If you if you really want to talk about who's winning big, it was the Denver Broncos this week getting Russell Wilson. So that's huge. I was I was in a full full blown panic mode earlier with the news of Aaron Rodgers going back to the Packers, and then like two hours later, I'm just jumping for joy because Russell Wilson. Is, is still a good quarterback. He had his worst year statistically, but even his worst year statistically is better than any year Teddy Bridgewater ever had and is a hell of a lot better than whatever Drew Locke would have put up. And that's sad for me to say because I, I've been rooting for Drew the whole time because he a, he's a Mizzou guy. But Russell Wilson is really going to do something great for the Broncos this upcoming season. But, I mean, just think about that AFC West now. You have Mahomes... Justin Herbert, who's an amazing quarterback himself with the Chargers. Derek Carr, who's not half bad, took the the Raiders to the playoffs. And now you got Russell Wilson. That is one stacked division. I mean, you guys are stacked a mile high. <laughs> and supposedly Von Miller wants to come, come back home and play after winning his Super Bowl with the Rams. So that's going to be really fun. Uh, the thing that I did think about, though, is... The Packers are now committing like $40 million to Rodgers. They put the franchise tag on Devontae Adams, their top wide receiver. That's like 60, 60, 70 million, like locked away in cap this upcoming season. I think Aaron Rodgers didn't want to chase rings anymore. He is chasing a payday. And I think it goes back to his decisions on how he spoke about the vaccine because he doesn't have sponsorship deals in retirement the same way that these other quarterbacks do. If he still had the sponsorships coming out of there, I think he leaves the Packers. Wow, that's that is blazingly hot and toasty. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that. I <laughs> I think that uh, he was. Uh, I think that the pack the, the Packers are dealing with a sour cap issue. I, I do believe that. I, I didn't know that about the franchise tag with Devontae Adams. So Yeah, you can't let Devontae go. He's he's too crucial. 
He was one of the best wide receivers. Right, that's what year, we were probably looking. Besides Cooper yeah, Cup, that's what I was looking at. My, uh, you know, we had the stats up uh, in the computer. Uh, Devontae Adams had a thousand yards more than the next guy. Wow. You know who that was? Who was it? Aaron Jones. Wow. Yeah. Packers have a good team. They're not bad, but like I, there's no way they're going to be able to keep everyone and still have a solid enough defense to do anything in the playoffs. Whereas the Broncos are coming in with all this young talent. We got Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton at the edge. Uh, Melvin Gordon probably coming back at running back. Really outstanding defense that's been built there. I'm just excited. It's like Peyton Manning all over again. I, I hope so. Those were some great days. And but Drew, Poor Drew Locke. Man, the Seahawks, what are they going to do? What are they going to do with Locke? They also got Noah Fun, who had like half of a good year for the Broncos, but has a ton of talent at tight end. And then they got Shelby Harris at D-tackle from the Broncos, but he's like 33. The entire time, left. the whole time I thought that guy's name was Nick. Which one? Font. Oh, no, no, it was Noah Font. I saw him in a, in fantasy. It was always N Font. I was like, oh, it's got to be Nick. I thought it was Infant. <laughs> wow. Really hard hitting analysis here. Yeah. So, what's your analysis this week? You got you got something you like? You read anything? I've been reading. I I have I have, I have something. I don't know if this is going to make us go too long. I don't know how heavy we want to go into the most glaring topic since we last spoke. But uh, Wall Street Journal opinion page yes or a few days ago, March six, Andy Kessler had a really good op ed about Putin's vertical empire. Basically, while all these other countries have diversified their holdings, Putin went all in on oil, and his old framing of the world has now made him uh, basically placed his country and people in a hole where if they don't take Ukraine, they're done for. Uh, Their economy is already failing. They're an upside-down population pyramid. The pipelines that are right now through Ukraine are getting threatened to get shut off. So he felt like his back was against the wall and felt the need to invade rather unjustly. But really, the the answer is when you have a authoritarian type government that doesn't allow the people to expand their their economy, the economy is going to go down. And Russia's economy is, has, is so far behind where it even was in 2014 before they invaded uh, uh, Crimea. So I, I think it's just uh, it's a good article to think about what happens when you have a government that allows freedom compared to an oligarchy. Chief economist Thomas Bradbury, your global economist now over here. We're gonna start calling them Usually domestic only. Right. America first. America first. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that was interesting. Uh, you know what I thought? So it's kind of interesting. I don't really have it. I have not spent a whole lot of time coming up with a Russian opinion. Uh, however, I think that the people that are just like really bad about it online, I've been getting people are asking me. They're like, what's the deal with these right wingers that uh, are just blatantly supporting Putin? I was like, I don't think they're real. I think I think they're all just trolling on the Internet. I think uh, I, I don't think they're really supporting Putin. I think they're more opposed to 
Oh, these no, policies yeah, well, yeah, that created the no, situation. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, these, these, <laughs> these people on Twitter, there are these people that are just like, Vladimir Putin is a strong man. We should listen to him. And Oh, uh, yeah, those people are idiots. Yeah, they're the, these InfoWars That's like people. the Nick Fuentes yeah, crowd. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, the, yeah, no, those people are total idiots. It's complete idiots, yeah. I, you, and then, and people asking me, like, oh, what do you think about these guys? Like, I think that the guy... Needs to rethink his position. Right. Or I don't think they're real. Like they never, these people don't believe anything they say. And all they do is troll online. It's, it's you know, it's, it's the, the problem is what, whatever the loudest and most controversial opinion is, people will immediately go to and say, that's interesting. And if you just do that enough times, someone will eventually give you money. And that's what these, um, who these is huge who's grifters, giving like, these people money. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I don't know anyone who would support them, but yeah, no, it, it, it definitely happens. And But it's also what you see in Congress with some of the members that will really never pass a bill or really effectively legislate are some of the loudest people on the social media, and they're not able to, you know, they're able to keep up their messaging, but they're not effective legislators. Man, I guess. I, I, I Well, anyway, that's the... That's the deal with those guys. They're fake. You heard it here first. I told you. I told. I've told everybody a thousand times. These people do not exist. Nobody really cares what they think on Twitter. Twitter. Twitter is also an echo chamber where people follow who they want, and then they just amplify. They they get that feedback circle of only seeing the stuff that they want to see. Over and over and over again because it's self-selective. Facebook operates the same way. Facebook used to be even worse on this. I think Facebook's gotten better since. But oh my god, how do, this is how you turn someone into an extremist. You just put the same thing that they want to see over and over and over again to justify what they already think. Yeah, while there's a lot to be said about cable news censoring content. We, they can't put these guys on. These guys are comp obvious con artists. Totally. Right? And that's all they're trying to do. That's what they want to do is they're trying to stir everything up so they get, like, retweeted by the right person and then they get to do a segment on Fox. But they would that would never happen. Right. Right. Didn't they have – they have – these guys have a competing event with you. Thomas was at CPAC last week. Oh, yeah. No, they, those those losers, they, they put on – they try to do this every year. They call it uh, AFPAC um, for America First, but these people aren't America First. They're they're really just ridiculous people with bad ideas. Uh, they're not even worth engaging in debate with because the stuff they say is just so outlandish. Usually, uh, they're they're not real people. Yeah, for sure. You heard it here. Don't follow those guys on Twitter. They're a bunch of Holocaust deniers. If you want the uh, number one America First podcast on the net you got it right here and you're missing the point so make sure you tune in next time this has been you're missing the point